1: Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Giri and our Monday co-host for these Raw recaps, Matt Morgan. How's it going, Matt? Hey,
0: doing great. Thanks for having me on again, guys.
2: Thanks for, thanks for being on again.
1: <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk tonight about Monday Night Raw, the uh, go-home show for before SummerSlam, and uh, I guess we'll start with big-picture thoughts. Matt, your, your reaction to the show as a whole.
0: As a whole, I thought it. The main part of it that I was uh, um, most excited for, definitely, uh, you know, we finally got to the point of why people are gonna pay or not pay, but people are gonna go watch, get on the network and watch the pay-per-view. They sold it tonight with Finn Balor. Um, that was my biggest take-home from tonight's show. Um, Brock's stuff was, it was it was entertaining, it had a huge pop when Heath Slater came out. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, it dragged on very long, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. But the take-home from it, in my opinion, was the Finn Balor delivery, finally.
1: Yeah, Raj, what would you think?
2: Yeah, I thought they, they, you know, they did what they did to build their top three matches with Roman and Rusev. Uh, which is weird, that they had a pay-per-view quality match, you know, before the pay-per-view. But, um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I you know overall I thought it was much better than last week, and and it it did its job in promoting the top matches at SummerSlam. Although the show did it did, did drag, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, I know we talk about this week after week, especially compared to SmackDown, but you really feel that third hour. You know, that's that's really where it gets you. <laughs> um, so let's just uh, start running down the matches throughout the night uh, in the opening segment, uh, of course, which had uh, Roman and Rusev setting up. Uh, what was going to be the main event of the evening. Of course, there was that uh, beginning intro with Seth looking for the Demon King, which recurred throughout the night. We'll get to that. But let's talk about uh, the setup of Roman and Rusev really building the U.S. title match for SummerSlam in the main event for Lana's Honor. Um, not another new title, but just the honor of Rusev's wife. That's what they're going to fight over. And uh, what, did, what did you think of uh, of that sort of setup for uh, this escalating feud between them, Rush? Uh,
2: I mean, I... I kind of thought that this would be a build-up to, you know, something where they just start fighting and and the match never takes place, you know, because uh, why have a match before the pay-per-view? And they've done this before, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it was to give Rusev a win. So uh, and so, which means he's probably losing at SummerSlam this Sunday.
1: Yeah. Matt, what do you that's think? Usually,
0: that's usually the way. That's usually the biggest uh, arrow. You're right. Um, you know, showing the cards a little but uh, we'll see. Um, As far as the match setup goes, I I thought they did a good job of doing what you should be doing when you're trying to get a baby face over and trying to get him sympathy. So by having Rusev eat him alive during the heat, I had no problem with that. I thought it was great. Uh, You could tell that when they came back from commercial that Rusev still thought they were black for a moment and trying to get the crowd to guarantee to pop by you know some cheap Russia, Bulgaria uh, heat, you know, with the crowd i um, not sure if he knew they were back yet, um, that's not something that they do on TV, that's usually some house show type stuff to get some good heat, um, but nonetheless, um, the match itself, the way it was orchestrated and set up was very well done, I just don't like the whole synopsis of it, you know, Raj, the whole fighting for Lana's honor, it's like the only guy in America that can get over by making fun of somebody like Lana is The Rock, okay? He's the modern Arthur Day, you know, modern day Arthur Fonzarelli, Okay, he can get over saying and making fun of anybody because he's hilarious. Roman is not.
1: Okay, but wait, so Matt,
0: nothing he says nothing he says bad against Lana. People are gonna pop for it. They're not going to. And so now you have this big Bulgarian Russian. Hang on, fighting for her honor at that. It's so ass backwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the, the light bulb that just went off in my head, Matt. There, that I couldn't wait to say. So, uh, you know, you drop the Fonzie reference. Let's talk cousins. I mean, does that make uh, Roman Chachi the Chachi of the WWE? <laughs>
0: that was too easy. Very good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. Just set that one up for me.
2: I will anyway, say this. I will say this though. The one thing uh, with the Stephanie McMahon segment, uh, you know, when she was out, is, you know, she was. I, I, I thought a little burial was coming where she would dress Rusev down and and he you know he stood his ground against her and, and and didn't back down so i thought that was good you know like you know finally she didn't get one up on on someone you're pushing as a, a top level heel
1: i just uh, so in the in this feud the angle is it that roman is just kind of being a jerk and saying like that i mean it really i mean that's that's the reason he came out. They've got the seat for whatever reason. Roman students deserve the U.S. title. I don't know, but it's it's kind of <laughs> weird to me. I mean, this is the most heelish he's been. Um, you know, I mean, is this a full heel turn coming? Even though the crowd embraces him like a face in some live shows.
2: No, I don't think so. I think you it was think so? it was meant to it was designed to get him uh, as a babyface by ripping on Rusev and Lana. So uh, sadly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it just seems odd to me. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you can be sort of an anti hero, but I don't think Roman's an anti hero. I just think he comes no, across as kind of a smug, smug uh jerk.
0: In Glenn, if you heard his first reaction when he first came out, he got a good pop. It yeah. was it was it was it was coming it was starting off well. And then he went toward that lana he heat. It does not work. <laughs> Making fun of a dude's wife is not babyface material. I yeah. get it, twenty—you know—we're in 2016. You can be funny, witty about you know somebody's wife and make cracks, especially when she's a heel. But sorry, the fans chant her name in random matches when they're bored because they think she's gorgeous. Yeah, it's just not—it's just not the right tree to bark up, in my opinion, for any babyface other than Rock.
1: Right. Well, I, I will say can- this
2: though. I think. Uh, Whatever they're doing with Roman, it seemed to be working a little bit because he uh, he didn't get as badly booed tonight. Like he he was mostly cheered. I'd say more cheers than boos. And uh, yes. And and yeah. It, he didn't have that mega heel heat. Now they were in Corpus Christi. I'm sure it'll be different in Brooklyn this Sunday. But uh, uh, yeah. It, but you know, it does seem like fans are are uh, calming down on him a little bit. Yeah.
1: See, I just, I think with the angle he's taking towards Rusev, I mean, we could talk about this more, you know, I mean, the WWE has actually kind of softened this lately, but lazy stereotypes with the Russian joke, it just seems, I don't know. Like, I think they could have done something more clever. That's that's my thought on the angle. Uh, but moving on to uh, the next match of the night, we had uh, that set up, and then we came back, sorry, scrolling up here, um... Came back with Seamus versus Sami Zayn. Now uh, this seemed like it was really more continuing the Sami uh, the Seamus Cesaro rivalry, and this this was a one-off. Uh, Raj, was that your impression? Uh,
2: well, so I mean they had that backstage segment with uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Oh, that's right, that's right. And uh, I thought that was great <laughs> they, how they kept messing up uh, Tom Phillips' name. I that was, awesome. Yeah, that was. I mean those those guys have such great chemistry together. So that was a that was really entertaining. Um, yeah, the the sorrow and Sheamus thing. Uh, I mean, this was yeah, just to build up uh, their match. You know, Sheamus loses again. I, I don't. You know, Sheamus loses all the time. I don't know. You you're getting no no steam on him, and you're putting him in a best of seven series. You know. Uh, You've already seen this match twice, and and now they're going for seven more. So you know, almost ten matches. You know, over the, you know, <laughs> within the next couple of months between two guys that aren't you know at the uh, upper level. So, uh, man, uh, it's just like they they just really have nothing unless they have Cesaro win like four in a row and they don't do all seven. But uh, it's been uh, I'm, I, they have good matches, but after after a while, it's like man, how many times can you watch? I mean, this isn't Benoit and Booker T. You know, so mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Good call there, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know you know what, Raj had everything on the head right there. I only, the only thing I want to add to that is everyone at WWE when they wanna point fingers about why um, Cesaro is not at that elite level, why hasn't he grabbed that brass ring? Look in the mirror because the booking that we're watching with him right now is the epitome as to why he's not in the main event picture right now. This is no fault of his whatsoever. In fact, this couldn't be any further from his fault. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I'd like to see more for him. Uh, My one thing that I noted, they kept making a big deal about Sami Zayn mean tweeting at Sheamus, and he has very polite mean (laughs) tweets. His tweet was, I respect most all wrestlers, but Sheamus, not so much, you know? It's just like,
2: did, did, did they did. They, they didn't ever, unless I missed it. They didn't say what any of those mean tweets were, right? No,
1: that was the mean tweet. Just saying, uh, Sheamus, not so much <laughs> when it comes to respect. Well, I
2: guess you know? that's how you build matches now. But um, yeah, yeah. At least Sammy. At least Sammy got a win. But you know, they got to give Sheamus a win here or there, man, because he's he's slipping fast.
1: He's just it, such a two-dimensional heel.
0: I, I yeah. think you know what though, when watching you wanna watch some some wrestling and, and he'll get some heat on his opponent and lay it in, Seamus still one of the best in the business at it. I believe everything he does in that ring when it's when it's time to get steam. It's just that they've completely neutered they've completely neutered him as far as their booking of him. You know, they made him as least valuable as he's ever been. I mean, we could talk about this all day, but everyone knows what we're getting at.
1: Yeah, and I think when his uh, when his mohawk mishap was more entertaining than you know uh, the the rest of the match, that, that's kind of a good sign. When the, when it, something like that can distract you, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, so advancing to a best of seven series between Sheamus and Cesaro, which you know, Ross, to your point, ten total. I think that's a disservice because I think match eleven is when it really would have taken off.
2: Yeah, just go we'll for the, the 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 dirty dozen while you're at it. You yeah,
1: know? Exactly. <laughs> I think I think that feud is going to start, uh, you know, in primetime and end on main event or superstars. Um, I think we're all going to be very sick of it by the end of it. Uh, so from that, yeah, we had uh, the brilliant segment with the Jericho. K.O. Now that's a thing, not just of the internet, of uh, teasing their tag team with uh, getting uh, the name wrong of Tom which was fantastic, uh, we'll talk about that match coming up. But before that, we had the New Day versus the Deadly Boys, which is building towards the match at SummerSlam. Um, Matt, to you first, how do you think they've built this as a whole, and how do you think it's going to turn out come Saturday or Sunday? Pardon
0: me. Well, first of all, they threw out a future Hall of Fame tag team out there with no music whatsoever. Um, I get what they brought 3D back to do, at least the perception that I'm given watching them over the past Few weeks are missing them. I should say, not on TV as much. Mm-hmm. There's just so much. If you're gonna use Team Three or uh, the Dudley Boys, rather not Team 3D, then use them. You know, they're so well known. They're so you know. So th- use them the right way. Don't be putting them in the middle of the ring like this is Sunday night heat with no music. Okay. You know they deserve more respect than that. And even the fans watching it, I guarantee in the arena were uncomfortable with it to a degree. Or the fans at home especially, I was. And Whether I knew them or not, that's how I feel as a viewer. And we're tipping our hand, of course, once again, what's going to happen in this match. Um, who's going over? Which, you know, sometimes is okay, but again, they could have done more. They have a very, very thinned out roster. They cannot mm-hmm. afford to just throw guys in the ring with no music and make them as minimized as possible. They have got to maximize the every single talent's ability and quote unquote overness, if you will, when you only have so many that are, that's them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And it was heavily bookended by uh, the club segments before and after building towards that match at SummerSlam. So yeah, the Dudleys were an afterthought in this. Raj, what did you think?
2: Yeah. It's, you know, there's too much value in the Dudleys to be treating them like that, you know, and and Mm -hmm. especially with such a thin roster and, and what those guys bring to the table. I don't know if they're teasing a breakup, uh, you know, because it again, it, it was uh, Devon accidentally hitting Bubba Ray, and they, I think they did that same finish last week or, or a couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, I think there's just too much value, and you can use them for you know for a lot of things to build new talent. Uh, they mm-hmm. still have good matches, so it it, it just seems uh, it, it seems uh, like you're hurting yourself by doing that, by treating the dummies mm-hmm. like that. But you know, uh, it was to get the new day over. Uh, it was mm-hmm. a short match, and. Uh, and yeah, I thought the, uh, <laughs> I like the stuff that Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson are doing. I think their, uh, their delivery is just great, and so I, I've, been, I've been entertained by them.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that definitely overshadowed the match. I think with the Deadlies, it's just, it's diminishing their credibility at this point. I think they're, they're almost to the level of the golden truth in terms of how they're being booked. Um, you know, is just uh, veteran enhancement talent
2: at this point. You know, they, the golden truth, they get an entrance.
1: Yeah, that is true. Well, come on, the entrance (laughs) is, that's half of the Golden Truth's appeal right there, is that entrance with the song, you know? Um, So uh, we went from that, coming up uh, Nia Jax, uh, back once again, uh, another squash match versus Rachel Levy. Um, What did you think of this in particular, Matt, just of of this, this match, this idea she was passed out, and Nia just kept going that she's that destructive and dominant of a force?
0: A little bit. Yeah, the same, but a little different. You know, they're the same guys of being the indestructible monster again, but in a little bit of a different way tonight. I love the push off the top rope, something very simple, but one hellacious bump that that girl took. Um, I love the girl's um, her confidence in her promo. They gave her a ridiculous paragraph, I guarantee you, that was about this big on the Monday Night Raw um, feed sheet that they give the, the talents like that to memorize word for word. And they have them rehearse it all day long because they're nervous because this isn't one of their talents that's about to speak on a mic, on a live mic, no less. And I thought her confidence in her promos is something that stuck out to me. I was impressed with the little girl. I, I thought she looked different. I thought she was different. I'm not gonna say Mickey James-esque, but her forums that she did throw did remind me a little of Mickey's. Um, you know, that little spitfire that 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 can throw down. I'm not talking about, um, you know, Jax here because we, we know what that was, okay? So that's why I'm talking about her opponent finally because it
2: was a little different. It did stick out to me a little bit. The thing I didn't like about that was that they that's the same thing they do with Braun Strowman, you know? So it looked like they just, just sub Nia Jax out for Braun Strowman, uh, you know, with interviewing the the person be, before the match. and uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, th- I thought she did a, a really good promo out there, you know, her first time on national TV. Um Kind of, kind of a little Bailey-ish, I thought, you know, with, uh, you know, her yeah. positive mm-hmm. attitude promo. Um, you know, we're talking about the Dudleys not getting promo. I, I mean, a uh, an entrance. I think, I think Nia Jax would be much more effective without an entrance. You know, because her entrance, man, it, it's it just, it's so bad. That song. They,
0: they, they, they're still feeling it out. You can tell. You can tell.
2: Yeah, it just seems so How unnatural. Like it just does not fit, and uh, it's, yeah, it's just odd.
1: And I have to say, you know, when we did that road trip last week into those house shows, we had a mix of wrestling themes. We listened to the entire way there and back. And the Nia Jax theme is perhaps the most tedious. Um, certainly in my top five most tedious wrestling themes after that mix. But, uh, Matt, you hit the nail on the head as far as I'm concerned. So I think here's the problem with these squash matches they're doing for Braun and Nia. I think it's a big issue when this jobber talent is upstaging and getting all the attention from these matches, mm-hmm. like you said about about tonight, uh, the female contestant or James Ellsworth. I mean, when that guy is getting talked about online and people are saying they want to see more of him, and he's getting booked on podcast interviews, that's not putting right. Braun over, in my opinion. You know, in okay, this girl but, tonight, I would have much rather watch her wrestle than watch Nia, and I think that's an issue.
0: Without getting into too much, because I know we're short yeah. on time, is this, is this is that? Look, the job we, we always bit we, when I was still wrestling. You guys, you you internet wrestling pundits, you, um, <laughs> you guys were always so concerned about uh, someone like myself being in the ring with a jobber that nobody cared about. Let us let us care about this guy a little bit before before Matt Morgan tears his head off. What the hell? It's just another typical big man squash match. Well, here's that. That's what they're doing. Finally, I yeah. get we can put that time somewhere else. Give the Ws an entrance. God forbid. I, I agree with that, but. Again, they're trying to do their due diligence by making us care about their opponents somewhat, um, you know, to a degree at least. At least they're trying that. Um, and and I di- and I disagree. The internet community is the ones that want to see more of this. People like me and you that you know that know a little bit inside about the wrestling business want to see more of these other talents. But I assure you, the people in that arena, they don't give a flying f about. Seeing them again or hearing them on their favorite podcast, we're, we're, we're talking we're talking smart fans are the ones that are noticing them and and, and making them look like they're upstaging their their counterparts in that ring.
2: Yeah. I don't think the
0: general fan gives a crap.
2: Exactly, I, I agree with Matt on that. And it's not like James Ell- Ellsworth is you know setting the the internet on fire since that match. You know, it's like a a small cult uh, thing where he's getting... (laughs) Go to Squared Circle
1: on Reddit. You would think, you know, he's probably the third most over-wrestler right now. Yeah. Uh,
2: But but, see, uh, here's
1: the difference with NXT. And I'll say this, I mean, Blue Pants is a great example of this. You know, in NXT, Blue Pants was more over, you know, and they had to keep bringing her back. You know, and she was just a jobber originally. So I don't know, I remind everyone this, Wolverine was originally just a cameo in one issue of The Hulk. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Everyone starts somewhere, yeah. you know, yeah. I just, I like when a character breaks out when they take the ball and run with it, and I think this is an opportunity for that, it's just a shame that we're not seeing or hearing from these people anymore, because I think this girl tonight had potential, you know, and with a thin women's roster, I'm curious to see more of her. I
0: want point. another white boy, I want a white girl challenge. That's what I want for the <laughs> <Nia> Jax. <laughs> they brought you back. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So uh, next uh, was one of the the main segments of the evening in the build-up towards SummerSlam. We had uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar uh, coming out, uh, interrupted by Heath Slater, and a quick little uh, back and forth between the two. Uh, Heath got an opportunity uh, to get his raw contract against, uh, against Brock. Um, Raj, what do you think about the latest chapter in the Heath Slater hottest free agent in the business saga and also this build of Brock towards SummerSlam? <laughs>
2: I I love this segment. I thought it was great. I thought, I thought of all people, I thought Heyman went too long, you know. Yeah. But I thought the rest was great. I thought, uh, you know, Lesnar talking. Like I said, when he when he speaks, he's so damn effective. And and when he said, uh, you know, like you you've got kids, right? I thought he was gonna say, no, you had kids, and then just start going to work. <laughs> <on it. laughs> But uh but man that I mean but what he said too, like I don't give a S about your kids. That that worked really great too. So I, I, I loved it. I thought Heath Slater was great. Um I thought Heyman's promo was just a little too long. When you're telling people why uh why you're hyping it, you know, just kinda like, oh, why you need to buy it. I don't know. It just, it just came it, it just went too long. But other than that, I love this segment. There's
0: an old saying, you know, um, 10 pounds of S in a 5-pound bag. Um, that's what Paul was handed tonight when they asked him to do what he needed to go out and do tonight. Get over the pay-per-view match. Get over Randy Orton being crazy guy, being the viper and all that other good stuff, along with this Heath Slater interruption, which I out loud popped for. When his music, when he came out and interrupted, I was I loved it. Um <laughs> He proved again that he can do something. I don't know what else he needs to do. Um, I would have liked to. I was hoping the crowd would be a little bit more, you know, for him tonight. But, and again, Raj, to your point, uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe you wanted, you know, you'd ask me about Brock's promos. And is there a reason why he doesn't talk as much? You know, you'd like to see him talk more tonight. Was a great example of, you know, you being right. The crowd really wanted to hear him speak tonight. He was getting huge pops before he even said a word, and then when he did, they were with him. You know. Um as long as he keeps it simple, I and mean, he did a good job. he did a good job, I thought tonight, yeah, yeah,
1: this just reminded me tonight of what how interesting Brock can be when he's paired with someone that's a little fresher, a little newer and not almost being booked you know in a in a nostalgia act with another someone from his era or older, you know I mean, I thought it was at that, that, that
0: point where Randy Orton versus Brock Lesnar is a nostalgia act.
1: Yeah, dude, it's two guys that God. had their, their heyday wow. in, the, in the early 2000s. I mean, come on, the RKO and oh, Suplex I City.
2: I don't agree Suplex with that. Suplex
1: City, the only other move as popular as the RKO and Audience Chance. They're both like early 2000s. It's like Creed and Nickelback decided to tour together. That's what uh, Lesnar Brock and Randy are.
2: Lesnar is the biggest he's ever been, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Or in the last, definitely in the last couple years, for sure.
1: Maybe it's just. Everybody
2: knows who he is, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he's a a whole different level of star than he used
1: to be. Someone the WWE books because it sounds like a credible UFC style pay per view, and they're going to get those guys that like that to watch WWE. I don't think Brock, Mm -hmm. I don't know, he doesn't do anything dynamic, interesting, there's never a story. Tonight with Heath, there was a story.
2: I think I think Brock is great. I think he's the most. Really, he, he's the only one I feel like that's real on the that roster. Yes. As far as like, you, you don't. It doesn't come across as corny or it's half comedy. It's just you know what what I like used to love about wrestling is when it was a serious, uh, you know, when you'd have the serious feuds with people with real issues and not throwing in comedy and cakes and stuff like that. When you know it was just two guys just want to get at each other and, and be the best. And, and I think Lesnar brings that with, with oh, his feuds.
1: I think it's believable that he doesn't give a crap and he just wants to cash a check. And he yeah. just wants to kick ass and, and you know, get paid. Like, I believe that wholeheartedly, but that's just what it feels like to me, is they just trot him out as the attraction. There's no storyline. Glenn, you, know? and, Glenn,
0: Glenn well, you can shoot Brock Lesnar taking a dump, okay, in a <laughs> handicap stall inside of a Denny's. And I promise you, the fans watching at home or maybe live in attendance, if you will. um, Get the goosebumps that they get because that dude screams badassery. He screams real, okay, um, and that's something you cannot manufacture. You cannot book. He just has it. He's always had that that reaction. Always, even when he was a heel, trying to get as much heat on him as possible. Back when he was first coming up on SmackDown, people just would get those goosebumps. They want to naturally chant for him because he just has that innate. Badassness, that to him. I don't know the other word for it. You, yeah. it's just you know, it is what it is. There's nothing boring about that.
2: But it's true. Like what you're saying, Glenn. Though to your point, a lot of people agree with you. Though there are a lot of people that you'll see in the comment section or you know on the, you know on Reddit and stuff that are talking about how boring Lesnar is. I guess it's just two different uh, you know kind of mentalities.
1: Well, that's the thing, and in UFC, I think what he does is, you know, I, th- I think the guy can fight. Look, he could kick my ass. I mean, that's not a question, you know. Uh, but I just, yeah, I just think that, you know, the entertainment part of the sports entertainment. I just feel like it's it's an all spectacle, no storyline, you know. I like to get a little emotionally invested, you know. I want to feel like I'm watching like the movie Rudy or something. I want to get a little misty-eyed when the guy that I like I'm rooting for <laughs> pulls off the win, you know. And with Brock, I just don't, I'm just not. I'm just not there, man. You know, um, but you know, Brock, uh,
2: yeah, Brock dropping the ass bomb. The you that know was Gallows cool. and Anderson with their promos. There were a couple of ass, you know, pe- you know. Oh, it was edgy drops. tonight It's uh, there was a lot of penis jokes and stuff for a PG show. <laughs> you know, this isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't the safest, uh, the safest show for little kids.
1: And I like your PG description of the type of jokes that they were. Um, But, uh, yeah, so we had that. But, yeah, I thought the the Slater part was awesome. Put Brock against Slater to my original point. Brock against Slater? Oh, yeah, that's a storyline, man. Brock is an awesome obstacle in the way of Heath's journey, and that I care about. And Brock is a villain in that I like. But with Randy, eh, you know, I guess I'm rooting for Randy. Uh, But... uh, Moving on from there, we had uh, Kevin Owens versus Big Cass. Uh, the match that you know, I thought as far as the entertainment value went, I thought you can't beat Jericho. Even probably uh, outshining Enzo and Cass tonight in terms of uh, what they did as far as performance on the mic. Um, Raj, what did you think of, of the match?
2: Uh, match. I, I thought it was it was just there. It was it was fine. Uh, it, it you know the you know Big Cass. He, he's fine in the ring. He's just, I, I don't think, I don't know how much better he's going to get. Um, but, uh, you know, Jericho's great. I, you know, it's, I, I, I like that it didn't have a finish because that all, you know, kind of gives away what's going to happen. Although, uh, Jericho and Owens attacking them after the match and leave, leaving them laying kind of tells you, you know, who's going to win it on Sunday. But, um, but yeah, it, it was, it, it's nothing, nothing spectacular or anything.
0: Hey, um, you know, Raj, you got to remember one thing with bigger guys, okay? Bigger guys take longer to develop. I promise you he will get better as time goes on. Um, hear my son in the background screaming, he agrees with me. No, um, <laughs> it, it, it just takes us longer. It is what it is. We have to learn a whole different style, a whole different psychology. It just takes repetitions in front of a crowd on TV, unfortunately. Um, but... There were some things that that, that he did tonight. I, I liked. I liked his transition into the big boot. We had, I'd never seen that before. I always try to be innovative as much as I could and try to take big man moves and and, and hit him out of you know different different uh, scenarios that people maybe have not seen before. But I never thought of that. You know, coming up slingshotting himself up into the big boot out of nowhere. I thought that was pretty cool. His 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 uh big running big boot. Every time a big man goes and do that th- th- does that, guys, it always looks clunky. Tonight he took that. Top, ass over TKL over the top rope, missing the big boot, was smooth as hell. Um, I think he's going to get a lot better with time, but that's the dilemma when you have such a big guy and you make him a babyface. It's always easier to make us heels into baby faces because of that. It's harder to get sympathy on a bigger guy. And tonight the crowd, you know, it, it, I guarantee you they were hope they'd rather see that and so in that
2: match than Cass, and they're going to get a lot of that. And, and that's a good point that you make, because you know, actually, Roman was kind of the same way too. Uh, where a few years ago, he, he 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 was pretty bad in the ring, and now, you know, and he, he regardless of all the you know criticism he gets from the IWC, he can go in the ring, and yeah, he can have he can have really good matches. So uh, that's definitely a, a good point.
1: You know, I think uh, Sunday. I mean, to me, it seems pretty obvious that Enzo and Cass are going to win this one. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's the feeling, especially tonight with the attack afterwards. I, I think that it's just it's nice to have Jericho and Owens as performers that can offer something entertainment-wise. You know, on their level. But I think in the ring, yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be some issues. You know, performance with Enzo and Cass versus Jericho or Owens. But I thought tonight, I thought it, I thought it moved okay. I thought it was an all right match. Yeah. Um. So we went from that to uh, more tag team action. We had uh, the Shining Stars versus the Primetime Players reunited with Bob Backlund. Um, <laughs> I have to say, I, w- I was genuinely surprised by that and thought it was it was kind of fun to have Backlund coming out and doing their entrance, uh, listening to making moves again. Uh, Matt, what did you think about their, their way to, to reunite them only to extend this feud?
0: I must have sneezed or something. I'm a, I don't know how I <laughs> missed that. But uh, I, I seriously must have sneezed. I mean, I promise I watched the entire show, and yet I did not see that whole, no. Um, too short for me to really care, honestly, guys. Yeah. Um, again, filler, mid-card stuff for these guys that, in my opinion, yet again, deserve better. Um, they did the best they could with what they were given. And anything with Bob Acklin, OK, yes, I'm usually I'm going to be entertained with it when it's Mr. you know, Mister Bob Acklin. Um, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's not really worth getting into. Sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah I agree. It, it's, it's one of those things, they're, they're given the storyline now after they've already been feuding, you know, for a few <laughs> weeks. And, and yeah, I don't know, I just thought it was, it was a waste. But, uh, yeah, at least they didn't wrestle each other again.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's on the checklist, right, of ways to extend a feud, make it, oh, they pair up again. No, but then they go back to feuding. You All know, right. I think... Uh, hey,
0: stay tuned for the Cesaro-Sheamus tag coming soon.
1: Oh, yeah. No, definitely. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Maybe Backlink can come out with them and they could do some dance moves there also. <laughs> um, but, uh, so we went from that where uh, the Shining Stars picked up the win on uh, unconscious Darren Young uh, after Titus uh, knocked him out, or what, I don't even remember. But, get uh, back from that with uh, Jinder Mahal versus Neville. So, uh, I did see Jinder on Superstars and Main Event pulling Double Duty this past week. Um, Raj, where, what do you think about where they're going with him now? As, as sort of, uh, you know, jobber Extraordinaire.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's clear they've got they where they've got him pegged. Um, I gotta say, Neville. I don't know if Neville's like dropped a little weight, but he he looked more ripped than ever. I mean, he looked oh, he, in fantastic yeah. shape. Yeah. Um, but getting yeah, getting the beard it,
1: back was a smart choice. He looks much better with the beard.
2: Yeah, he he seemed a little off at times in this match, though. I thought, you know, if he he slipped up in the beginning, uh, and then there was a move in there that I, I don't know if he he was just having an off night. But um, yeah, I mean, I, again, it was pretty much a, a an enhancement match, and and Neville looked good. I I hope they do something with him. He's just kind of been uh, floundering, you know, and and uh, he's not on. I don't. He's not on SummerSlam card, right? He's no. You don't have him, you don't have Sami Zayn, uh, you know, a lot of good guys that aren't on that card. So, yeah, I, I hope they find something to do with them soon. That would be a
0: good match right there, Zayn okay. versus him, actually. Yeah, exactly. I don't that care if it's face-to-face. Face, I'd, I'd pay to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, again, it was a, an enhancement match, uh, nothing more, nothing less. Um and ironically, with a smaller guy versus a bigger guy for one. So, you know, um, I, I think they could be doing more with him. I think when they brought him back from injury, he—it it, unfortunately, the timing of it wasn't the best, you know, with the draft and all that other stuff, a little bit on, uh, up on the horizon for him. Mm-hmm. So it just, I don't know. I just, they could be doing a lot more with him than what we saw tonight. He's fun to
2: watch. I, I gotta say this with gender. At least try something with him before just putting him back to his old spot. You know, I get it. it it's I like two weeks that. in, and he's just wait. You know, back to where he was. I mean, you you don't need to bring back older talent just to put him in this position. You can you know bring up guys from NXT or any anyone. So mm. I, I Ty
1: get... Dillinger is probably very hurt that he wasn't asked.
2: And, they, he should, and he should not be in that position when he gets in. He should be much higher. Yeah. yeah,
1: Yeah, but no, but I could, I could see that's the thing. I mean, he's just one of many that they could have uh, brought up if uh, this is what they were looking for, you know. But with Jinder, I don't know. I mean, just, you know, yeah, but it does seem like he's going back to uh, because this, this was his gimmick when he left, right? The same gimmick that he had before he left the first time.
2: No, he was. They were 3MB. This That's was 3 right. mb Yeah.
1: Yeah, because early NXT was when he was rocking this. Yeah. Uh, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah. So. You know, We'll see what happens with Ginder as the weeks go forward. Uh, so, hey, before we go any further, just want to remind everyone, uh, don't forget to try out DDP Yoga, specifically their awesome max pack used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, John Cena, Mick Foley, Gold Dust, and tons of other WWE stars who love using DDP Yoga. And, hey, you can get a special offer with three months of the app for free at ddpyoga.com slash Also, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, now available on iTunes, Google Play, PlayStation, Amazon, and Voodoo, so make sure to check that out, and tweet DDP Yoga, let them know that we sent you. You can also see the film on Blu-ray, DVD, and Netflix.
2: And as always, be sure to check out Trendy Butler, a fantastic clothing service that does all the work for you. You select a style profile, and Trendy Butler has a stylist hand-picked clothes that cater to you. Even better, for only $65, you get over $150 in designer clothes. Uh, Make sure you use the code WRESTLING10 when you sign up, and you get another $10 off. Again, that's TrendyButler.com, and you can follow them on Twitter, at TrendyButler.
1: So we had uh, what's perhaps the most controversial segment of the evening after this, uh, which was Seth's in-ring promo calling out the Demon King. Um, I think if you took a drink every time he said Demon King during this episode, you'd be in the ER right now. Um, But, uh, Raj, just uh, to do a little housekeeping here and bring people up to speed, do you want to tell people what happened with a fan running into the ring mid-promo? Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, fan just charged. It always seems to happen to Seth Rollins, but uh, a fan charged the ring while he was doing his promo. Cameraman did a good job of keeping away from him. And I think Michael Cole tried to cover it by saying Seth Rollins was rattled when, really, he was watching, you know, security eject this fan. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, idiot fan. Uh, you know, it's it's like... I, I think Steve Austin was talking about it. Like, back in the day, you did that kind of stuff. You, you'd pay for it. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I got to say, three weeks in, Universal Championship is not... Uh, still not... that doesn't roll off the tongue. It still sounds awkward. Uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of mixed thoughts online about you know debuting uh, the the demon king. I, 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 I hope they find something else because I keep thinking demon Kane whenever I say it.
1: I just want to call yeah. him, like the goblin king at this. point. It just sounds so hokey. Like the demon worked so well. Yeah, for just all this the demon.
2: Time. But uh, yeah. I, I you know I thought it was good that they showed it because it builds interest in him and it builds and which in turn builds interest in the match because there's a lot of people that don't know who he is. And I've probably been underwhelmed over how this build has been the past couple of weeks. So I actually liked it. I thought it was I thought it was good that they brought the gimmick out. It 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 it, it was a preview for everyone. It made him look like a bigger star. So I I, I agreed with it.
0: Bottom line, it, it it sold tickets tonight. You know by by bringing I, I I would have waited until Summerslam. I would have thought that would have been my opinion on it. But seeing the reaction he got tonight. They couldn't afford another fart in church with bringing him out there to to a to a mild reaction based on how they booked that segment again with him. They needed to do something bigger with him, and, that, and that's definitely something bigger. Um, there wasn't, you know, a fan in that arena that didn't have goosebumps. I guarantee it. Um, and he was definitely finally put up there on that that main event, you know, ta-da, center stage type, uh, you know, uh, appearance finally. Um, and the perception is reality, you know, and I think tonight people got that main event perception out of him, finally. Um, I love watching his entrance. To me, it does not get old. Um, I was worried, though, once it came on Raw, would the fans have, you know, would the fans be patient enough with how long of an entrance that is? How would that work with the time constraints of the show, you know, versus a much more laxed NXT booked show, or time, time show, I should say. Um... So I, I just hope they can keep it up with him with this. And uh, I, I love his entrance, love his character. Even his movements in the ring, if you guys were watching, are different when he's in this demon persona. It does sound like Demon King. It is annoying. They need to stop saying Demon King. Um, I'm wondering if there's obviously some sort of you know copyright infringement that they cannot say because, you know, demon you know from Kiss, you know, um, or something along those lines. There has to be a reason they're annoyingly saying Demon King and not just
2: demon. I, I actually say Demon Prince. Demon Prince still sounds cool. It, it it pays a little, you know, a little wink to you know his old name, oh, yeah. Prince David, yeah. you know. And uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. That's got to go. But yeah, I thought, I agree. It it I thought this segment
1: worked. See, I I was paying attention specifically to the audience during his entrance, and it seemed like only about maybe fifteen percent of the people there were doing the arm things with him. Uh, you know, during the moment, and I think a lot of people are still you know high. The
0: are you I, high? I, I Did you say fifteen, as
1: in one five? Fifteen, and there were a lot of people that were standing around, just kind of like looking confused. You are in bananas. Go I'll go again. back. Okay, but, we're gonna well, we're gonna figure this out. Right, Someone's gonna go through to and the freeze tape. frame this, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go to the tape on this. I'm telling you, see. I love Finn Balor look I think Finn Balor is awesome you know I mean, hate people, as, people <laughs> tell me I look like a fat Finn Balor and I take that as a compliment um, <laughs> that was a, a comment compliment. person said that once and I was like well that's kind of nice at least I mean you know there are worse people you say you look like a fat version of right uh, but no look I love look next
0: time somebody says that to you I mean dead serious you tell them come see me.
1: So I don't agree. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I'm telling you, I love Finn. So that's that's my my disclaimer for this. But I'm telling you, if you don't know what it is, like some moments it looks really cool, and some moments it looks like some weird stuff from The Lion King on Broadway. Like it's it's <laughs> everything is in how you frame it, man. And I'm telling you, there's some people that are in the audience that just looked puzzled. I think if they would have kept the lights down, it would have done them some more favors. Um, well, the
2: yeah, but not just that. It is, it is the first time his, that he's yeah. doing it on the main roster. So, you know, people, it's going to take time for, for it to Absolutely. Catch, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, but I'm saying at SummerSlam, look, they're going to have a smarky, smark, and the funky bunch audience Sunday at SummerSlam. Mm. Why not do it there so everyone at home could see how massively over he is and how huge and popular he is as opposed to doing it from an audience where some of them get it and some of them just don't know.
0: See, I thought... They're they're still going to lose their mind on Sunday regardless.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm just talking about how they're building Balor for the long term and building interest, Mm -hmm. which was the idea. Um, But, I mean, that was my real thought. I I like the wrestling between... I love his new body paint, the writing all over his body. Yeah, that was cool. That was badass. Um, And, you know, this contrast with the match that followed it up where we had Golden Truth uh, versus uh, uh, The Club... But it seems weird to me to put out a guy in makeup that you want to be taken as this main contender force for the WWE Universal title and follow him up with a guy in makeup who is a comedy act. I think that did a little bit of a disservice on some level to have Goldust in the match immediately after this.
2: Yeah, I mean, they do that all the time. where it, it, They follow a main event segment up with, you know...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying the makeup part, you know, because with Finn, again, I could see where some people might think that's... They might not get it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that though, the club versus Golden Truth, what's up with that? Raj, thoughts? Um,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess this is another one where it, not really. Uh, I think that it, they're not called the club anymore. They stopped using that term with them, right? I, I don't think they said that once. Did they? Oh, uh, so it's
1: just Gallows and Anderson. I think
2: now? it's just Gallows and Anderson now. But um, yeah, I think I think those guys are great. Uh, I thought they looked good. Uh, it was a. You know, it was a quick it was a quick another squash match to build a tag title match. But you know, I like New Day trying to get their their revenge out at the end and, and and missing it. And, you know, this was one of those where they didn't really uh tip their hat on who's gonna win uh this Sunday. My guess would be uh Gallows and Anderson, but uh we'll see. Who do you think should win, Matt, with that? Who should win? Yeah yeah. Uh- Ob- definitely
0: Gallows and Anderson should win. Um if we're talking what's best for their bo- you know best for booking, New Day is often running right now as far as if all they care about is marketing and t-shirt sales and, and things like that, then no nothing's going to happen to New Day with a championship belt or without a championship belt um in that regard in my opinion. So why not put the belts on those two guys? And let them start building some some serious steam as just some ass kicking mean you know s o b heels that they can be, and they can also come out of their stuff that they're doing with their comedy segments and show that straight lay straight down the middle, I will beat your you know what type heat that they have I think that they take from Japan over to here,
2: absolutely, and I think uh. Plus, they got the built-in excuse, right, that Big E's not with them, you know, so Big E's out of action, so Perfect. that gives them a, you know, so you could build a return match with Big E back, and and yeah, I think it mixes it up, so I, I'd go for a title change, too. Yeah.
1: You don't think Big E's going to run out at SummerSlam? That,
2: that's that's originally what I was thinking, is Big E comes out and costs them the match, and they keep it going, but I think it would be more fresh to have New Day uh, drop the titles and, and then chase them back for it.
1: So Big E's gonna run out of SummerSlam and A new deal will keep the titles. Then. <laughs>
2: that's probably yeah, probably yeah, probably. What's
1: gonna happen? Uh, no, I love Gallows and Anderson, and I think um, you know they're they're doing something really different, you know. And it just shows where personality goes a long way. I mean, look at the the glass ceiling that um the revival has hit on NXT, and I think that's the reason why. It's because I mean Gallows and Anderson, they could be ass kickers, but they could do so much more. You know, with the comedy, I never would have guessed that they they were so dynamic as uh, performers and entertainers. Yeah.
0: You know? Go on YouTube guys. They have so much funny stuff on them.
2: So yeah. much stuff that those guys do yeah. in
0: Japan. It's hilarious. Yeah, their
2: promos in New Japan were great and the stuff backstage yeah. that they do. I mean and and it was edgy. Like they they uh yeah. they would let the language fly.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we went from that to uh Charlotte versus Blast from the Past, Alicia Fox, who uh, I can't remember the last time she was on in in a match on TV uh, at the least, uh, but setting up, you know, the conflict with Dana and Charlotte. I mean, it seems like that that might be the spin-off story that uh, goes beyond the Summerslam rematch against Sasha. I mean, what did you think of the match overall, Matt? Uh,
0: another, another, just a, another build to the pay per view, getting some steam on Charlotte. Um, you know, anytime you put Sasha Banks in any type of you know that situation like that where she's selling, and it's always going to come out. It's supposed to always come out good on the other end where people want to pay pay money. I can't say that anymore because it's on pay-per-views. It's on the network. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, the the you know the saying to sell tickets is in the sympathy on the baby face, which Sasha definitely you know I thought did have some honor tonight. I also on a completely different note with this match, I noticed finally that the setup from where the announcers booth is for the when the wrestler gets up if they're if they're commentating and joining the commentator booth. When it's time for them to get if, when they get up and walk toward the ring, if they're going to interfere listen to the reaction that they're now getting because of the distance the greater the mm-hmm. distance now people's suspense is building now I think it's a I thought it was a great move to move that set back to where it is but I never one time thought it would have a bigger effect Um, When it's time for somebody on commentary, when a superstar on commentary, to make a run-in or a save or something along that line. happened with Cesaro, and if you saw the reaction, you could hear the crowd pop huge without really seeing Cesaro walking down. So you could see the suspense being built there. You saw it with Sasha just getting up. When, When she stood up, they started popping and just crescendoing louder and louder as she walked down there. I thought it was in the note. This is the third time I've seen it. I saw it another time. I think it was last week as well. Works well.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I thought the uh, you know the match was what it was, but the I, I feel like they've done that Dana Brooke angle before, where she acts yeah. like she's fighting with Charlotte, and then it's just a ruse. Uh, I don't know how many times you can do that, but um, but yeah, I thought the the ending was strong. It got heat on Charlotte, and uh, yeah, built interest in the match. So I, I thought this was a good segment.
1: You think Sasha retains at SummerSlam?
2: I do. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. Definitely. How about you, but, Glenn?
1: No, I think so. And, and I have to say, that setup, uh, ruse or not tonight, I think uh, Dana versus Charlotte. I think that's a solid B, women's storyline. You know, they just what what is where does Sasha go from here? I guess is the question post SummerSlam. Who do you, who would you like to see her feud with? Rush.
2: I'm sure the Charlotte thing's not over. I'm sure that'll yeah, keep going yeah. after Summerslam. Yeah, I mean, these show. feuds, these feuds are never I, over I, I know.
1: one pay per so. And that's the problem is by the time we get to the third pay-per-view version of it, it's just like, okay, like, right. it was really interesting the first couple of times, but,
2: uh, but. You would think that it seems like they're building Nia Jax for whoever. Whenever they're out of this feud, you know, the Nia Jax will be waiting on the other side.
1: Yeah, Nia Sasha would be would be entertaining.
0: Yeah. Whenever Nia is ready. Sorry, whenever Nia is ready and Jax is ready to be the champion and be that awesome Kong dominator with the championship title on her shoulder, that's going to be a hell of a chase as well, mark my words. Bailey chasing her as well as Sasha chasing her for the title will be
2: great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think if they just replay what happened with Bailey and Nia in NXT, like, I'd be happy to see that with Sasha. Yeah. Um, so coming back, we had uh, a video package about Bronze Roman's dominance since he was did not have a match this week. But we had uh, the main event of the evening: Reigns versus Rusev to defend. Uh, I guess they were fighting to defend Lana's honor for Lana's honor, whatever. Uh, that was the main event of the evening. in The build-up. Now Reigns did win this match. Um, where do you think uh, this this goes? You know, in the bigger picture, going into to SummerSlam on Sunday, Rush.
2: Well, I'll, you know, like I said earlier, I think that it's it that's meant to set up uh, Reigns losing at SummerSlam and keep the, keeping the feud going, which I think which I think is a good idea. I, I think uh, you know get some more steam on Rusev. I mean, he's been feuding with you know Zack Ryder and and uh, you know Titus O'Neil the last few pay-per-views. So, you know, get, get him up there, build him up, and then you know when you do do the title change down the line, if they do it. Um, you know, it means more. So, uh, you know, I, I thought I just thought it was weird to have a match this long uh, before the pay-per-view. Really, yes, it was really long. I mean, I, it just seemed like you could have done a short version so that way people would want to see the longer one. Because my guess is the match tonight is probably going to be long. Was probably longer than the one that they're going to have at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, that 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 didn't make much sense to me.
0: Good point, very good point. Um, I, th- I bet you it is going to be longer than their SummerSlam slam match, not by much, you know by by a few minutes for for sure. Um, something just everything you said is absolutely correct, Raj. But one of the th- how could everybody anybody watch this match and not take away yet again how damn good Rusev is? Yeah. Rusev's throwing spinning wheel kicks in that friggin ring like, at the size his size. And he's doing it at the right time with the right size opponent. He's not just going out there doing the "ta-da" crap. Look what I can do! Look how athletic I am. Like a lot of big guys, make the mistake doing. It made sense for him when he went to it. He's getting so much better, especially especially on the mic. He's a very entertaining. I, I between the two of them, if I didn't know either one of their names, let's say, and I've been watching their their, their progression here in the WWE, Rusev is is right there as far as who I. Pay to be my guy if I was starting the company and had a choice between those two, he'd be right there neck and neck with Roman, and I and I'm i I'm a fan
2: of Romans. Yeah, you know? he, so. yeah, and he carries Rusev carries himself like a big star. He he uh, yeah. carries himself like a veteran. You, you wouldn't tell like he's only been on the main roster for you know two and a half years or whatever it's been. Um, so yeah, I, I think Rusev is, is just awesome. I, I thought you know Reigns was good in the match. Uh, you know his his wisecracks earlier in the show were the were kind of, I don't know, kind of what hurt him on this show. But uh, bit, yeah, Yeah, what about you, Glenn? What'd you think?
1: Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I just, I think Reigns, so Reigns being kind of jerk, being kind of a jerk face, and I know it's supposed to be, supposed to be like a smart-ass, like, you know, lovable rogue Han Solo-esque anti-hero. I guess that's what they're going for mm-hmm. with him. Um, I think it's okay. I, I Like I said, I would love to see Reigns go full heel. I think Rusev is really good in the ring. Some of his promo stuff, I just feel like sort of anything anti-American in wrestling is sort of. Uh, I guess. See, I guess it's been long enough now. We can't call it lazy anymore. Now it's a throwback, right? Because I mean that's it's sort he's of very classic w-
0: 80s. Glenn, he's in there yeah. with Roman. He's he's I doing. I give him so much credit for doing the cheesy 80s heat because that is the only thing he can guarantee will not make them boo him tonight, or, or yeah. the small the small venue of them that were. I should say yeah. booing Roman. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. The USA Heat never dies. I know it's corny. I know it's cliche. Yeah. I guarantee you, he didn't want to do it because it was something that was great. I guarantee you, they, they went there because it's a guarantee reaction for their guy. They're putting everything oh, into in Roman.
2: And Matt, hey, to you your know. point, to your point, you know the whole, you know the whole job is to get Roman over as a baby face, and Rusev is the first guy that's been doing that, really, you know, yeah. in the last yeah. year. Or so, Um yeah. and, and he, you can tell he's trying. He's trying to get that that heel heat and and get Roman cheered.
1: But that's kind of like what you said. So it's like Roman comes out and there's a little bit of booing, and then Rusev's there and is like America sucks, and they're like boo, we hate you. Now we want Roman to kick your ass. You know, right. it's like I, I think it's that idea. Like that, I, I don't know if I'm upset that the crowd is that easily manipulated or that the WWE thinks that crowd was that easily manipulated. One of the two makes me a little angry. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was a,
2: this, It was a small part. Of, you know, it was a small part of the the shtick tonight. The mo, The majority yeah. of it was about Lana, and you know, it, and yeah. and it's relatable. You know, it, actually as a husband, you kind of relate to you know, Rusev uh,
0: everyone relates to that, that's a husband, absolutely but uh, also Raj, the USA chants, Glenn they chanted USA tonight, okay and and our boy Wonder stepped on his own pop and and cut (laughs) the chant off and started going into his wise ass crap his wise ass stuff again
2: Yeah
0: <laughs> no yeah. that's your time they're not booing you and, Sink, and, you know and, ba- yeah. and backstage
1: Jack Swagger is just stewing going you know I wouldn't have screwed it up like this
2: yeah, he <laughs> should have should have been looking at the crowd egging them on with the chants you know let let it let it build
1: yeah well, I'm surprised Saturday, Sunday we'll have Roman come out draped in the flag you know and just Okay uh, no
2: I'm no. not saying go packs <laughs> out here no. don't, go, don't go luger <laughs> no no. it just, the, you know, the ramp like, express it's
1: like, it just it reminds me every time <laughs> you now I think of I think of that Max Landis wrestling isn't re- wrestling video when describing everything that was cheesy and wrong about wrestling before, yeah. you know, the attitude area where I'm from Russia and it's just like it's such just, I mean, yeah. it's like the same thing Like with Jinder Mahal. How many more episodes till they do something that's a little uncomfortable, you know, with it? It's just because it's just lazy. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But I, I get your points. Yeah. You know, it's just me being an internet wrestling nerd. Uh, so let's move on uh, we, with the time we have left since we sort of blew through this episode of Raw. Um, Damian Sandow came to TNA, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling, this uh, past week. Uh, did you guys watch it? What did you think? Uh, Matt, I'll go to you first. You probably have a little, you know, personal insight into the Impact Wrestling world.
0: Um, I, I caught it online. Um I uh here's the thing. I, I don't I don't like the name I came up with for him. Um Aaron Aaron Rex. But again, I've been wrong so many other times with guys' names and monikers that I in my head I'm like, Oh, that doesn't work. That doesn't pass the name mm-hmm. test. He's so good, I don't really think it's gonna matter. You could have called him anything. Um I, I loved his promo. I loved his demeanor, um, it felt different than, than a lot of the times that they bring in ex-WWE superstars. Um, I think he's perfect. For that company, and I think he's gonna become a. I think we're gonna see a lot of entertaining stuff out of him because he's finally let loose and he's super creative. I worked with him in OVW for three, two or three years before uh, I got called up to SmackDown, and uh, he's so good. He's so good. You don't understand. People were comparing him to Edge when he was first in OVW. He had long black hair. He was built just like Edge too, six foot five, long and lanky, and he's good. I think he's a great pickup for them
2: yeah I think the only problem I had was that him them throwing him at you know at the end of the Lashley match him coming down. I, I thought his promo was great uh, but you know he just got there he, He'd been a job guy in WWE for you know a, for a long time. you know don't put him in the world title picture right off the bat you know build to it. But, that was a problem uh,
0: when I was there that I didn't like either. They'd bring in a lot of people in like that, that that were, you know, maybe not main event acts, but then all of a sudden in TNA the next day they're a main event, you know, act. When I had to work my way up that roster when I came in, was that you know I
2: wish they wouldn't do that with with a lot of talents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You would see that. Yeah, you see that all the time at TNA. You got if if they're somewhat of a star in WWE and over with the fans, online, then yeah, yeah. they'd get you know, putting that main event spot right away. I wanted to ask you too, Matt, you, you were in TNA um, for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, Billy Corgan? You know, obviously a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, Billy Corgan had been investing in TNA. I'm, I'm get, I, we don't know exactly where he's at with that right now. Uh, but now he's uh, TNA president, Dixie Carter, uh, moving on to a, a chairman role. Uh, what were your thoughts on that?
0: I, I think, hey, if if Dixie, you know, agreed to this, um, I, I obviously it's what's best for TNA. She eat, sleep, drinks, TNA. Okay, like nobody's business. I'm uh, not on the McMahon level of craziness, you know, insaneless, twenty four hours a day type thing, but right there, you know, she she bleeds that company. So, for her to make that move is obviously good. But but mean, you know, my, my interactions with Billy over the years, great guy, super smart super creative, wants to change the world. So he so you've got somebody with fresh new ideas who is relentless in his pursuit, in my opinion, of making the much-needed changes that I think we'll start seeing on impact. Um, he's super creative. I, I know that seems a little, you know, vague, but... A lot of people throw that out there. He really is super creative. Jim Cornette, nothing but praise about Billy Corey. That's how I met him when I was first at TNA. Billy came backstage just to visit and watch the show because he's such a fan. He loves wrestling, loves it, loves it, loves it. And, you know, we were walking away from him, and Jimmy's like, that guy needs to work in the business. He loves, you don't even understand how creative he is, Matt. He's super intelligent. You know, has so much passion for this business. And when Jimmy says something like that, you know, it sticks. You Man. know,
2: do you think TNA is out of? Where do you think they are as far as uh, you, you know where they can go? Uh, you know what their you know what their potential is. Are they? Do you think someone can step in and turn it around, or do you think there's a, a, a low ceiling? Uh, like I think a lot of fans uh, kind of believe. Yeah, you know, right um, at this point,
0: it really depends on the whole um, the whole, whole whole deal with TV. Um, T V is power. Um, the network is power. Where you're located on I'm clicking through the channel is power. So um, I, I can only speak from what I know, which is you know, the creative end of it and the wrestling end of it. I think they're both they're both ticking in the right direction. We we saw the Hardy, you know, um, fiasco that went on a few weeks back, I shouldn't call it a fiasco, it was awesome. Um Something new, something fresh for them to try, whether people want to say, oh, they bit it from, you know, that other restaurant, so be it. It was something new that they're trying. That's that's the idea here. They're not scared to try something new. And that's what, something that was for a long time needing to happen with DNA. Not WWE light, but something new and fresh. Let's try some new things. Throw some stuff against the wall. So be it. People don't like it? Oh well. We'll try some more things. They're gonna like something. Like that Matt Hardy character. Like Billy Corrigan stepping in right now. And I guarantee you the locker room is elated about it. I'm almost positive about it, mm-hmm. and it will lead to positive change. He's very creative. I'm telling you. And maybe his hookups in his internet in com- his uh, entertainment community help bring it to a different level that it hasn't been in. That's going to be going to be a step-by-step-by-step, by step by step, very slow build, I'm sure. I'm not going to say it's going to happen tomorrow with a brand-new Spike deal, and Hulk Hogan's showing up, and we're doing a 1.4. No, but nonetheless, in the right direction is all we can ask for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like it can only go up, I mean, based on what I've read about the state of the company. I mean, my local cable provider doesn't even bother to show the channel it's on in the correct aspect ratio uh, when I recorded this. Like, it was all... Messed up, weird letterboxed uh, four by three, sixteen by nine stretch. Uh, but uh, you know, what did you think? Did you watch the episode itself, Raj, of TNA? I mean, I'm trying to get a gauge. Was that a average episode of Impact, aside from Sandow? Uh, or
2: I haven't watched the whole thing. I saw the Sandow yeah. stuff. I saw the Lashley match. Lashley and James Storm had a really good match, um, and that, that, that was all I saw. So I gotta, I, I still Gosh. gotta watch the whole thing.
1: But I thought Sandow. I mean, we watched uh, the opening segment here with EC3 and stuff. So I have to say, Sandow like. We fast-forwarded to that after it, and like it just blew that away. So I think Sandow definitely is very, being very dynamic. It's smart to put him on camera as much as possible in the company.
0: Yeah. yeah. EC3, another another stud of mine. I love EC3 on the mic. He's entertaining as hell, and he's good in the ring. People want to watch a good show. I have no reason to plug him. I don't work there, but um, people want to watch good in you know, bell to bell, rope to rope action. TNA is putting on a lot of good matches lately. And uh, I think people would want to watch it, give him a chance, instead of just hating for the sake of hating. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I think Sandow's a step in the right direction. And, and I proclaimed, well, to no one, but I did say it out loud when he was released from the WWE, wherever he goes, I will start watching that wrestling. So I'm going to have to start following Impact now. Um, but cool. So what else happened this week? Anything else uh, wrapping this up uh, as yeah. we head towards SummerSlam? I think
2: that's about it. It's going to be a busy week, so be checking out the site constantly.
1: Yeah,
0: I put up 555 on bench press. Are nice. you serious? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't expect that big of a pop. Wow, thank you. Well thank, I, you,
2: when, you uh, fla- you thank you, Raj. You shouldn't have had
0: a you shouldn't have had a flatter seven footer, thank you.
2: Man, that's awesome. I'm trying to hit two hundred. Oh, man, that's that's amazing to me. <laughs> nice, congrats. <Yeah.
1: laughs> Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I appreciate you checking out the podcast. If you like it, be sure to subscribe on iTunes. And, of course, we're back Wednesdays, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, for our SmackDown Live recap show. This Wednesday we'll be talking about the SmackDown go-home before uh, SummerSlam this weekend. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. Check it out. we got a TakeOver coming up, uh, SummerSlam on Sunday. And, of course, post-SummerSlam. Come here for the post-SummerSlam podcast. It will be Raj, Matt Morgan, Vince Russo here talking about it. So uh, check it out. What's that? What time's that gonna be? <laughs> yeah,
2: it right after SummerSlam. So whenever yeah. they decide to end it
1: whenever they said end, man, yeah. so between the pre-show between that so many hours of wrestling Sunday I'm actually kind of kind of relieved I don't have to do the podcast because <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a long day it's gonna be uh, a long, yeah. long long day cool everybody well we'll see you back here on Wednesday in the meantime thanks for checking us out you can find all our handles on Twitter feel free to tweet at us uh, feel free to give me as much hate as you want for uh, disagreeing with Raj and Matt and thinking Brock <laughs> Lesnar. you know what do I know I just don't think he's entertaining <laughs> you know uh, yeah tweet at us and uh, yeah we'll see you back here uh, on Wednesday for the next edition of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Thanks everyone.